Hey guys, this is Chris Chavez, producer and co-host of Back Issues Comic Book Podcast and the History Creeps Podcast. I just wanted to take a moment to remind you that you can find those podcasts as well as a number of other entertaining shows on our online network, BICVP Radio. Whether you're into old school video games, comic books, sports, pop culture commentary, or the strange and unexplained, BICVP Radio has the podcasts you're looking for. So head on over to BICVP-Radio.com and check them out. Make sure you subscribe to them on iTunes, and while you're at it, leave a review or two. Again, that's BICVP-Radio.com. See you there. And this is where I would usually say, welcome to a brand new episode of Retro Bliss. But instead, every once in a while, Trevor and I decided we're going to talk about certain uh, important events or characters or companies or or even systems or whatever in, in the retro gaming history. And we're going to call those a Retro Rewind episode. And they're just going to be little special episodes that we're going to sprinkle out every once in a while that are going to have a set date release or anything like that. Right. And so, you know, in our normal episodes, we're not going to spend an extended period of time going into detail about a console itself or a game company itself. Right. This is our chance to do those kinds of things. Yeah. Because honestly, we love retro gaming so much that even those things are fascinating to us. And we know just from the feedback that we've gotten for some people where we we thought about doing this, that people kind of like it. So, right. Uh, Trevor, what are we going to talk about in this very special first episode of Retro Rewind? Well, we decided to make our first topic about the Sega Master System. Sega challenges you with the ultimate video games. Games that'll blow you away. Like Alex Kidd in Miracle World. And coming soon, Monopoly. Knockout games like Rocky. Gangster Town. The shift into more excitement with the arcade hit Outrun. Only on the Sega system. Sega, the challenge will always be... The Sega Genesis, let's talk about it right now. It's one of the best systems. I loved it to death. Okay, what Right, else? and of course the Sega Genesis was the first system Sega ever yeah, made. that's what I'm thinking. Right. But of course, at some point, honestly, I think I was in my 20s, I found out, wait a minute, Sega had a system before the Sega Genesis or Sega Mega Drive. Well, honestly, I don't think a lot of people today know this because like you i didn't find out until much later even though i remember seeing the the game cases i'll get to those when i talk right. about my part but <clears throat> i remember seeing those many times and i just assumed those are for the sega genesis right and so it, it kind of blew my mind a little because i consider myself a bit of a sega fanboy and in our little nook of the south eastern united states or we're not really southeastern we're south of the united states <laughs> we're in north carolina i'm just going to yes. save you from yourself geography <laughs> um we're above south carolina yes it just wasn't a big deal here <clears throat> at least not to us without the internet and us that cough a lot yes um so of course the sega master system then that is sega's first system uh except it's not oh whoa whoa so, whoa so you're telling me that there was a system before the sega genesis and then you're telling me there's one before the Sega Master System? Indeed. 
In fact, uh, this is where our tale begins. And so this these episodes are going to be a little more dry, but we like to think a little more dry. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe historical, too. So you're telling me that they're going to be dry? Yep. Okay. <laughs> so don't expect any silly shenanigans. No, not at all. Except when I can't pronounce Especially words. Especially with me on here. There's no, no such thing as those things. So um, the first system was a Japanese-only system. The first game system was uh, the SG-1000. Uh, that just rolls off the tongue. Yep, it does. So Sega wanted... It sounds like a, a Star Wars droid. Yeah, SG-1000. Super greater 1000. Anyways, they wanted to make a transition. Uh, they wanted it, uh, a system, a home console, something to transition a little bit from the arcade market, which Sega was definitely known for. Yeah. Um, what year is this? So, <clears throat> we'll get to it. <laughs> he doesn't know. I, I actually wrote a lot of notes this time, and actually uh, I want to keep them somewhat in order. Oh, sorry. So <laughs> I'm trying to make it conversational. Excuse me. <laughs> no, the, <laughs> the SG-1000, you know what? This is a little embarrassing. I think it was 82 or 83, but I don't think I wrote it down. So, anyway. it's pretty much when we were <laughs> just being bored. Oh, well, here's, here's what really matters. I didn't write the year down because what really matters is it released on the exact same day in Japan as Nintendo's Famicom. Oh, okay. Which is so, our NES here. Right. The original NES for so us. So it released on the same day, which... Dooms it. Doomed it a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Um, so they later made a second model uh, of the SG-1000. This time it had detachable controllers you could actually remove from the system. How novel is that? <laughs> the, the, that one didn't? The original one The original, didn't? they were attached to the system. Wow, okay. Uh, which I'm pretty stinking sure that the original Famicom was that way too. Um, but I don't live in Japan. So, again... <laughs> Wait, whoa. You're telling me that you don't live in Japan? <laughs> exactly, yes. So you're saying this isn't Japan? Where we're at right now? No, we're in the uh, United States. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. So the the SG-1000 version 2 was, again, Japanese only. It was called the Sega Mark II. So now Sega's had two systems, neither one what you would call success, both Japanese only. But do they, do they give up, you think? I'm going to assume no, because I know there's other ones that come. You know the ending. Okay. Now, I will say, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, because you did more of the research into the history of it. Right. If you think that a, a company has two failed systems, then how's that company still making systems? But aren't they still making money off, like, arcade games and stuff right. of that nature? Right. The arcade market, <clears throat> at this point, hadn't completely collapsed, but they're this, trying to get ahead of the This is actually curve. probably when it's it's booming, really. Yeah, I don't know the exact timeline, but yeah, probably early 80s is... A yeah. big time for the arcade. I mean, that's when like, that's when like your Donkey Kongs and your right and all those and Galagas and all those games came out and just for huge hits in arcades. Exactly. So I think Sega, this isn't a desperate move. They're just wanting to break into the home console market at this point. So they um they make a third version of the SG one thousand. This one's called the Mark III. However, the Mark III did make it to Europe and to uh, North America and to other regions, and it was rebranded as the Sega Master System. So in Japan, on October 1985, um, the Sega Master System, or Mark III, is released. In North America, it comes out in 1986, which puts it a good couple years after the NES. So um, so when it comes out here, the Nintendo already had a firm grasp on the market. Right, at much. least a good solid year here. Yeah, it, had a, it had a big yeah. head start. And in Europe, it didn't come out until 1987. Um, so again, it both played the cartridges, like more like your standard game cartridges, and the Sega cards, which were a cheaper... Um, storage medium. <laughs> I apologize for that. He's going to be coughing a lot during this. You can think of them almost like memory cards. 
So you thought I don't I don't know what to do about this cop. I really don't. He's had it for twenty years. I'm dying. <laughs> um but yeah, they were smaller and cheaper to produce. And the cool thing about these cards I've seen them. They're really neat looking. They're neat looking and they could be rewritten. So the idea was you could put a new game on it. Which I think is why it's hard to find original ones now because people did do that. That's possible. And also Sega uh, kind of abandoned the idea because they couldn't hold very much. Yeah. Um, But your smaller games would sometimes ship on these cards. Anyways. um, Think of it as like how today we can just download an arcade game on our Xbox Lives or your PlayStation Network. Right. That, That was sort of the idea. It was very forward thinking. Um the Sega card was like a much more attractive, smaller floppy disk in a way, I guess. Yeah. Um, so I, I would like to get a hold of some Sega cards myself. Um, yeah, because I think they'd be neat to, just to check out. Right. But then, and so we're going to get into more detail about how the system came about, but sort of go through the timeline. Then they came out with the Sega Master System Model 2 because, as you might be able to guess, Nintendo had such a grasp in the North American market. Uh, Sega just couldn't, really break into it with the um, with the Master System. So they released a Model 2 to try to to um, make up some ground. The Model 2 Master System came out in 1990. It did away with the card slot. <coughs> it was much smaller. Trevor's was, was a heavy smoker. Nobody knows this about it. It was a little sickly like, the, like I am. Yeah. Never smoked a cigarette a day in my life, and I feel like I'm just <laughs> smoking right now. Scooper doing this on our very first special episode <coughs> yeah. of Retro Rewind. But yeah, but the, but the bottom line is the Model 2 did not really help matters in North America. It didn't last very long. Um, however, it's not all sad tears and puppy dogs getting thrown in the river. So, so I've just been handed a drink. That's very helpful. <laughs> he needs this so he doesn't uh, die. However, in Europe, the Master System did do very well. And in Brazil, the thing is still sold today in 2017. You know what? When I was researching this, that blew me away. Right. It, this, the Sega, this system and the Genesis both are humongous down in Brazil right now. Right, right. now. Today. Right. That, it's just, it's amazing to me. And it's not like in a retro way. It's just never gone away. Yeah. They just um, absolutely love it down there. Right. And, and it was very successful in Europe. And we have some, well, I know we have at least one Australian fan. And I believe it was, it was a pretty big deal in Australia from what I understand. <clears throat> um, anyway, so it wasn't released in Brazil until 1989, yet it's done extremely well there. So, of course, Sega did design the Master System, there's no denying it, to compete directly with the Nintendo NES. Well, I think anything that would have came out during that time would be in direct competition, just because Nintendo right. was by far the biggest thing then. I mean, it, it pretty much, Atari kind of killed the market. And then Nintendo brought the market back. Is right. pretty much how that timeline works. And then Sega decides they're going to try to join up with this because honestly, Nintendo's making money like crazy at oh, this yeah. time. So uh, to put it in in perspective a little bit, the total, and this is an estimate. It's hard to find exact numbers, but the worldwide estimate for sales of the Master System are around 13 million. Uh, but to compare that, the NES is around 62 million. Yeah. So it's it's a far far cry away sales wise. However. It holds the record for the longest-running console of all time, thanks to its 30-year popularity in Brazil. <clears throat> so, uh, just to give you a little history lesson of how it came about, because I think this is kind of cool. So, there's a company called the Gulf and Western Company. They are a huge arcade game manufacturer and license holder in the United States. And Sega was actually a subsidiary of this company. Sega was the Japanese branch of the Gulf and Western Company. But our... <coughs> 
There he goes again. There I go. Arcades did begin to decline in the 80s, and Gulf and Western uh, actually sold its North American manufacturing to Bally. And I know you've heard of Bally, or Bali. Yeah. How do you say that? Oh, I don't know. I always say it both ways. Yeah. <laughs> Just to make sure I'm right. When I think Bally or Bali, I think pinball. Yeah. So they sold off to them, but they kept their Japanese subsidiary known as Sega. And um, Which was a smart move. And basically, the, the Gulf and Western Company turned to the leader of Sega and said, you know, basically, what are we going to do here? We need to, we need to keep floating here. And Sega president, Hayao Nakayama, which I'm sure I said that completely correct. Sounded good to me. He recommended that they use their experience making arcade games uh, to enter the home market. And, you know, I've already went through that. The SG-1000 was born, and it eventually led to the Master System and the Mega Drive slash Genesis and what we know today. So we owe a lot to Mr. Hayao Nekiyama. Um, and the Master System was designed to be more powerful than the NES. Um, and this is crazy. If we were doing a Bliss Quiz like we do in our normal episodes, this would have been a question I gave you. So, supposedly, the legend is, and nobody has refuted it, the ma- name Master System that they chose for the North American market and other markets outside of Japan was decided on by throwing darts at a whiteboard. <laughs> and the way that the, uh, the development team convinced Sega's chairman at the time that this name was was good was they said it references the competitor, competitive nature of the gaming industry while also referencing martial arts. Sega Master. Okay, okay. Yeah, I get that, yeah. Um, and, and in martial arts, only one could be Master. And during that so, time, martial arts were huge. Right, so yeah. <laughs> that, that's kind of cool. It's, it's got some ninja built right into it. Yeah. <laughs> um, and the Master System itself was made to look futuristic, actually to appeal to, to us, to North American gamers. And it's a very <clears throat> interesting looking system. I, I will say <clears throat> that, that Sega, just from what you just said there, even from early beginnings, it was obvious that in their minds, Nintendo had a grasp on the younger people, but like the people who were like teenagers on up, they felt right. they would be the more grown up version of Nintendo. I mean, that's what they kind of based the whole Sega Genesis marketing yeah. thing on was that, Hey, we do what Nintendo don't or Nintendo right. don't, whatever. Nintendo, yeah. yeah. So they, they wanted it to look the NES, one of my favorite systems of all time, but it's nothing special to look at. It's right. a big gray box. I still, to this day, they're like the redesigned, the top loader one. Yeah, that's Those true. Those look kind of neat. They do. Yeah. But the master system, it was, it was big. It was, Probably twice as wide. It was skinnier, but twice as wide as the NES. But to this day, I think it's a really cool looking system. In fact, I picked one up uh, in a game store the other day because it was in there. And I'm like, man, we just never see these around here. Yeah. It was a good price. I picked it up. And um, I I just really love it. I love the way it looks. Um, But to get into the sort of the numbers here, it was released in Japan in 1985 for 15,000 yen. Which was about 130 bucks. Um, it was released in '86 in North America for 200 bucks, which <laughs> doesn't sound that bad, but that comes out to about 437 dollars today. Which, which, at the time too, when it came out, wasn't Nintendo cheaper? I think I read that. I think it was. I don't know how much cheaper though. Yeah, we'll get into why this system didn't make right. it here soon. So for 437 dollars in today's money, that you know that would be kind of like going out and buying a new PS4 when they came out yeah. or an Xbox One. Um, but which, it, which you know, mm-hmm. that reminds me. Whenever new systems come out, people always complain about how much they are. It's about the but, same. But they've always kind of been right. that. 
They've always generally been in a three just, to four hundred dollar range. The economy's just inflated, so the numbers right. go along with it. But really, they break down to about the same thing. Really, they really do. I mean, it's real similar, and that did include the the pack in game, Hang On and Safari. You know? So Sega's big claim with the Master System, and the more Master System games we cover, that's going to be obvious. Was it brings the arcade home? Their games were meant to right, feel like yeah. bringing the arcade home because they were a big mm-hmm. arcade company, right? And then the Master System released in Europe in eighty seven for ninety nine pounds. Um, which converts to about 251 pounds. Well, I thought you meant it was heavy. Yeah, it was very heavy, <laughs> uh, which is about $305. So either they were trying to milk the North American market for more money, or it's just kind of like how convert, you know, like how money goes up and down in value. It might be just that. Yeah. But anyways. But maybe uh, it also, <laughs> actually, it was it costs a lot to make, too. I don't know how much it costs them to make those systems. Right. Yeah, I'm just saying, like, in Europe, it was the equivalent of about 300 bucks. Yeah. Compared to 437 here. I don't know. You know, that might yeah. just be because of currency conversion. Anyway, Sega partnered. This is this is crazy to me. Um, the nerd alert. I'm a kind of big fan of Lego. Um, oh, we both are. The adult interlocking brick system. Yeah, that's what Yeah, adult. Ages <laughs> eight to adult. Right. <laughs> and Lego, when they first started out, were really big with, like, choosing partners. Like, if I'm not mistaken, they had, like, a vacuum cleaner manufacturer at one point who distributed their sets in, like, Canada and North America. Well, Sega's kind of the same way. In Europe, they had several different partners, and this is this is kind of sad. This is sort of the dark history of the of the Master System. They distributed, they partnered with several different companies to distribute the system in Europe. Um, and basically, the bottom line is they failed to meet demand on its initial release date, which was Boxing Day, December twenty sixth. Um, it caused there's three main distributors. It caused one of them to vow to never work with Sega again, and it caused the other two to enter a financial crisis. Wow. So, what came of this was a new company formed called Virgin Mastertronic, and they took over all the European distribution, and somehow this horrible botched job of a launch was turned around, and the Master System became a huge success in Europe, which is kind of amazing. Um, (laughs) Because it really shouldn't have been from everything that was happening. Exactly, and and now just a a few more notes, sort of there's the birthing of the Master System, Uh, sort of now we'll get into the decline of it. Which is a little, you know, sad. Which we might as well, we could probably sum it up and just say Nintendo. <laughs> yeah, at least in North America, you absolutely yeah. could. But the last Master System in Japan was released. Sorry, the last new Master System game was released in Japan in 1989. It was called Bomber Raid. The last North American Master System game, however, was Sonic the Hedgehog in 1991. Which is incredible. Which is amazing. Yeah. And no, it's not what I thought. I thought, wow, you mean Sonic started off on the Master System? No, no. It didn't, no. It was a port of, it wasn't even a port of the Genesis version. It was just a different version for the Master System. Yeah. To get people to get excited about Sonic and this new franchise, um, which is kind of cool. It was really a game that didn't need to be made. Right. (laughs) As weird as that may sound, just because they'd already moved on to the Genesis. Right. Well, it's kind of like today, though, like, (laughs) as you're trying to cough your lung up again. Uh, You know, today, the Nintendo Switch is coming out soon, as of this recording, and, and, uh, the new Zelda game is coming out for it and also coming out for the Wii U. That's true, yeah. Which is a system they, they <clears throat> just said they want to quit making, so. Right. So yeah, this is still kind of going on today to some extent. Now, here's the thing that made me feel like like maybe I didn't... I was not out of the loop so much by not even knowing about the Master System when I was a kid because it only sold 2 million units in North America. That is nothing for a console. This thing... It's kind of amazing. I found one in that store, honestly, because it just did not sell much in, in North America. 
However, in Europe, it outsold Nintendo. And of course, in Brazil, it's still amazing. Um, <laughs> here's, here's something that'll blow your mind. In Brazil, it still competes with modern consoles, such as the PlayStation 4. It sells about 150,000 units a year in Brazil. Is that it amazing? It competes with the modern consoles. That's amazing. It sold 8 billion in Brazil. And if you look at the video game market in Brazil, I'm pretty sure it's tiny compared to North America. And it's quadrupled itself well, I mean, there. It's just going to be. It's not as big. Right. I mean, yeah. that's just amazing. So now, as we lead into your section, I do want to talk about a few accessories. All right, go ahead. Um, the, well, well, first of all, let's talk about the controller. That's what I was going to ask. Okay. Yeah. You, you kind of you explained the system itself. They try to go for a futuristic look, sort of. Right. But it's kind of boxy, really. Yeah. Which, you know, which it, it, it looks like the 80s trying to be futuristic. It reminded yes. me of... This is going to sound really weird. Do you remember the show Knight Rider? Yeah. It kind of reminded me of... The dashboard? Of, of, yeah, of Kit, the dashboard of Kit. Yeah. Does that make sense to that's you? That's true. <laughs> okay, so that's what it reminded me of. All right, so th- how do the controllers look compared to... Let's say compared to the Nintendo that everybody knows. Well, <clears throat> I don't know how much you've looked at them, but you tell me what it looks like compared to Nintendo. It looks almost exactly like exactly. it. Exactly. <laughs> it's got a it's got a one and a two button, which could be your A and B button. Right. It's shaped just like a, a Nintendo controller. The cord doesn't come from the top like a Nintendo. It comes from the, the right side of it. And that, they did change that later. This is one of the earlier controllers. The the What's really different is the D-pad. The yep. D-pad is a... Like, your whole thumb can actually fit on it. I actually kind of like his D-pad a little more than the Nintendo one, to be honest. <laughs> I don't know if it plays better, but just from feeling. Well, so yeah, here I'm holding... I know this is an audio podcast, but I brought the Master <laughs> System controller with me. First of all... I love the way this thing looks. Yeah, can you guys not hear how it looks? But it, <laughs> it looks just like an NES controller. It really does. On first glance, except it's black. Yeah, it's, it's black and has Sega in the middle of it. But first of all, I love the Sega black. That's awesome. Yeah. The second cool thing about this is the um, controller port. It's identical to the Genesis. Meaning, once the Genesis came around, you could play the Sega Master System with your Genesis controllers. That's cool. So whether you like this controller or not really isn't relevant anymore because you can use Genesis controllers on the Master System. That's really cool. But let me just say, they definitely were... Nintendo broke the mold. Nintendo, it looks so simple today, but when they created the D-pad and the two-button setup that holds in your hand, I mean, you know, the Ataris and all the other systems, there were joysticks and big buttons. Yeah. They were arcade controllers brought home. The Nintendo was so different. And Sega, I think wisely, tried not to break the mold when it came to that. So you got your two buttons... It's missing a select and a start button. Oh, that's true. I didn't even pay attention to that. The start button's a little strange, because I've not found a way yet to pause my games, <laughs> except to walk up to the system itself and pause, and, it. and pause it. Yeah. So, however, let me just say I have three of these controllers, because I found them, and I just think they look cool. After playing some games with them, the D-pad is really cool, but it doesn't have the preciseness of the NES D-pad. Which is weird, because if you look at it, you would think it would have more preciseness. It's cool because you can go in 360 degrees. Yeah. It's really cool. Well, my first thought on that was it'd be a lot easier to do like uh, fighting games with that one than the other one. It probably would be. Where it runs into a little bit of trouble is like when you just need to go left and right really quick, like in a shooter or something, and you accidentally press at an angle and it doesn't register. Yeah. Uh, but it's not a bad controller. But I have that problem now with my Xbox. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> I would say it's not a bad controller, but it, if you want precision, I'm afraid the NES controller is still the one to beat for your, yeah. for your 8-bit controller. Um, but I'll say one cool thing about it. I can't tell if this is one of them. Yeah, this is one of them. The original Sega Master System controllers had um, a hole in the middle of the directional pad that you could screw a little uh, analog stick into, like a little oh, joystick. That's cool. That's kind of neat. Anyways, uh, some of the other accessories. Um, the phaser is what I really want. 
It's like Star Trek. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it just looks so cool. You know, the NES light gun was kind of orange yeah. and gray. Yeah. The phaser is black and it's so small and sleek. And from what I've heard, it's got really weight to it, so it feels better in your hands. You have to have an old. You wouldn't work on our new TVs though. Right. None of your light guns are going to work on your modern HD TVs. Yeah. I would really like one of those though. Um, let's see. I wrote down some interesting uh, things here as I stare at this page. Oh, <laughs> 3D glasses. I saw this. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's, that's kind of neat that they, they, they really did try with this one. They did. The, the 3D glasses, from what I've been told, were way ahead of their time, too. Yeah. Like, apparently, they're actually kind of cool. And this one is kind of one that's my favorite, the bicycle handle. Yeah. The, I just think that's cool looking. It's like a controller, yeah. almost. It, it kind of reminds you of uh, the steering wheels you can get now for your games, for your racing games. Right. But it looks like it's a motorcycle bicycle handle, is what it, it looks like. Probably doesn't work that well, but it looks cool. Yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah, the sort of where it went from there, the Master System... He kind of lived on a little bit in the Game Gear because the Game Gear, uh, Sega's portable console. Right, yeah. It was, was their Game Boy. Right. Yeah. It was basically a Master System. Yeah. Which is cool because I played the Game Gear and didn't know I was basically playing a Master System. Yeah, the game. I love the Game Gear. It was right. awesome. Um, and then, of course, uh, we all know the history. The Master System was eventually replaced by the Sega Genesis slash Sega Mega Drive, which was a powerhouse of the console. Yeah. Uh, and truly, Sega's crown, their crowning jewel. Yeah, it's if it wasn't for the Genesis... Well, they needed the Master System because it led ground to the Genesis, which is the only thing that was saving them since, at the time, Nintendo... I don't think people realize how much of a grasp Nintendo had on, on the gaming community. Yeah. Because now, it's kind of a three-way fight between Nintendo and Sony and, and Xbox. <laughs> right. But back then, it was definitely all Nintendo. Uh, they would tell their the people who licensed... There was... I read one of the things that really hurt the the Sega Master System was that Nintendo had such a, a grip on the third party developers. They would tell them that if you make a game for them, you can't make it for us. Right. So, and if if you got to choose between the two, you're going to choose the one who's selling more, and that's Nintendo. And that's the perfect transition to you because my final note was that was the ultimate struggle for Sega, is they were basically forced to make so many of their own games that. It was almost it was it was hard for them to have the kind of numbers that Nintendo had. I actually had a stat because it, it blew me away. In 1986, Nintendo had control of 90 percent of the North American video game market. Yeah, that's crazy. That, that leaves 10 percent. Right. <laughs> Scraps, really. So let's let's <clears throat> the system can be as cool as it wants to be. It can be as as uh, strong because technically it's a it's a more it is more powerful than it's the more NES. powerful system than any S. Really is just from specs and all that kind of stuff. It absolutely is, yeah. But it really comes down to if the games are good, exactly. Which is where Nintendo really, really for all the bad games Nintendo had, they had some classics and some right. amazing games. Now, what? <laughs> Let me first talk about my most favorite part of the Sega Master Game Library, and that, of course, is the box cover art. <laughs> yep, the North American box cover art. <laughs> yeah, is a ama- yeah. Don't look at the Japanese one is is amazing. Don't look at those. Just look at the American one for their glory and their just. I mean, we talked about it when, uh, like, even on one, you have a game that's. Is it Kung Fu or what's, what's it called? Black Belt. It's Black Belt. And literally, the cover is just a guy's a cartoon foot drawn on the cover. It's a badly drawn foot. Yeah, that's all it is. On a grid background. Yeah, that's all it is. <laughs> if they could come out with a giant poster that had just had a, a collage of the covers of that, I would buy it in a heartbeat. Oh, I would do. They're so bad, they're amazing. <laughs> yeah, honestly, honestly, that's what I would. That's why I would want them. I want them on the wall because they're just so bad that they just stick out and you just can't help but love them. Right. As weird as that may sound. So I'm not going to mention every game. 
there were over a hundred games that came out for this system. Nowhere near what Nintendo had. Nintendo had what four, five hundred somewhere on there. I can't remember the number. Wasn't it closer to two hundred? For the Sega? It might have been. I know yeah. they didn't hit 200. I don't think they did. I don't think they did either. I, I saw a different number for different sites that I looked yeah, up, to be honest yeah. with you. so. But I'm only I'm only going to talk about the ones that came out in North America. Okay. That's the one that I want to try to focus on. Uh, I went through a list of all these games, and mm-hmm. I looked at all these games. I actually looked at screenshots. Some of them I've actually played. I've watched some of them being played, because YouTube's amazing, by the way. Yeah. You can find almost anything on there when it comes to this stuff. So I'm just going to point out a few that I had, and just I want to get your thoughts too on some of okay. these. All right, the first one is called it's just called Action Fighter. When I tell you the name Action Fighter, <laughs> what kind of game do you think of? You just hear the words Action um, Fighter. What are you thinking? Probably a simulation of economics. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, that sounds pretty exciting. <laughs> yeah, but don't you think like you're going to be like it's almost like a Streets of Rage feeling is what I get. That would be my guess. Yeah. Okay, but what it actually is, it's a car combat game. It's an over, with, from the overhead view. Wow. <laughs> it looks kind of fun. I'm not going to lie, but it's definitely the name doesn't fit it for huh. me. <laughs> huh, that's interesting. And, of course, you have Alex Kidd, who uh, who yeah. is a big name during this time for Sega. He was sort of who they wanted to be their mascot at the time before they, mm-hmm. they got lucky, really came up with Sonic, which saved them. <laughs> Sonic's a retro rewind on his own. And I'll mention, uh, as you mentioned these, I did write some down that I specifically want to play. Yeah. That's one I wrote down. Um, Alex Kidd had a couple of different games come out for him. I did think. You, yeah, did you? Uh, yeah, the one I wrote down was Alex Kidd and Shinobi World. Yeah, I have that written down. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'll just let you talk. <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's pretty much it's a platformer. Uh, all those games are sort of the platformers, yeah. sort of. I really want to play them. They look fun, honestly. Yeah, those are those are definitely on my list to play. Uh, the next one that I had, just because I love this show growing up, was Alf. There was an Alf <laughs> game for there, and I watched some <laughs> some plays. You, we have to play this game. <laughs> if I'm not mistaken, I heard somebody say it was one of the. I think some, no, I remember what it was. Somebody made a video of the top five worst Sega Master System soundtracks, and it was number one. Oh, so we have to get it. So we have to get it. Yeah. yeah. That's just a I hope it's to, not expensive. I have to look into that. Uh, Altered Beast <clears throat> came out for this. Yeah. Which is kind of amazing. Another one which, of those ports of an arcade game. Which is a thing you're going to notice is you can definitely tell that they really wanted to bring the arcade home. They weren't right. kidding when they said that. Uh, the next one, of course, is these are on alphabetical order. So the next one I brought back was Black Belt because you have yeah. it. We played it. And I just absolutely love the cover. That might be yeah. my favorite cover of any video game ever. I don't That's know why I love it so such much. a pretty foot. <laughs> it's a pretty cool cane too. It's it's one we should cover sometime. Yeah. Uh, the next one <clears throat> I wrote down was Mickey Mouse's Castle of Illusion. Oh yeah. Is that not amazing? That's an amazing oh, yeah. game anyway. I believe this is a totally different game than it's just. I think one it too. is. It looks. I looked at the screenshots of it. It looks. It does look a little different, but it still looks good for then. For eight bits, it looks amazing. I've heard really good things about that one. I would love to play that. Uh, the ne- this next one I'm going to mention just looked interesting. It was called Cloudmaster. You heard of oh, this one? That one's on my list. Okay. Now, i got to tell you a little story about this one. I'm glad you picked that one out. Uh, I had a co-worker. She's now a friend. You know Ashley. Mm-hmm. So shout out to Ashley if you're listening. She's not. She's not, no. <laughs> um, Ashley, I worked for, I think, about five years. Sit on the desk right across from her. And she kept going on and on about this game called Cloudmaster. And for a while, I wondered if she made it up because I thought I was, you know, hip and hopping on the, on the video game world. <laughs> Come to find out, but she didn't know. I don't think she remembered what system it was for. Maybe. Yeah. Come to find out, it was Sega Master System, and now I just have to play it. It looks so cool. Have you seen? Have you seen what it is? It's a shooter, but you're riding on a cloud. Yeah, you're a, you're a dude on a cloud, and <laughs> yeah. it's a shooter. It's just like an R type kind of shooter, but you're just yeah. a guy on a cloud. I yeah. have to find this. It's very interesting. The next one I had was Dick Tracy. Huh. It came out for Nintendo as well. But yeah. it also came out for this system, and I don't know if it's good. It probably isn't good, but I just have to play it. 
I can't remember if I no, I remember Roger Rabbit as I played on the NES, and it's pretty terrible. Yeah. Uh, the yeah. next one I have is Double Dragon. It came out for the uh, Master System. Did it come out for the Master System first? I actually don't know. I Don't quote me, but I'm pretty sure the NES one came out first, then the Master System, then Double Dragon 2 was after that. Yeah, which NES. is the one that I remember the most. Um, but, of course, they're both based on... I would say they're both based on an arcade game, but I don't want to misquote. Anyways... This is one I have. This is one we need to play for the show because it's two-player. Yeah, I saw that you had it, and I got very excited. Now, yeah. as I'm as I'm talking, I'm going to type this up because I want to look this game up for Trevor. The next game I brought up uh, was called Fantasy Zone. Have you heard of this one? Absolutely. Okay. Yes. Have you looked at? Have you seen screenshots for this thing? It's. I had the NES Fantasy Zone. This one I think is going to be better though. Okay, I looked at screenshots. I watched this being played, and my my note next to it says, "What is it?" It is like the ultimate drug trip shooter. Yeah, I don't know what it is. I have no idea. It looks so, beautiful though. I don't know how Tengen released an unofficial, unlicensed uh, fantasy zone for the NES, and I love that game. It was great, but from what I understand, the Sega Master System version is the better, more faithful version. Yeah, it, it's inc- it looks incredible. I, I really, yeah, I really want that one. So, yeah, so I didn't even know, I didn't even, I couldn't even tell what it was. That's Opa I even Opa. Watched, I even watched it being played. Can you believe, you see that little ship there? Yeah. His name is Opa Opa, and Sega at one time thought he would be the next mascot. Oh, that's good thinking. And then Sonic came, so. Yeah, thank goodness. <laughs> so the next one I have is called, have you heard of Gangster Town? Yes. That's another you're, one. You're pulling out some good ones. <laughs> okay. <laughs> this is the main reason I want the the light phaser. Yeah. Because it's a light gun game, and it just looks so cool. I watched it being played a little bit. Yeah. And when you kill the enemies, they turn into angels and float up. <laughs> <in the air. laughs> Which is why it's awesome. Yeah. Uh, the, this is one I really want to play. It's called Ghost House. Oh, uh, let's let's short out shout out Warp Zone Graphics because he told us we have to play this game. So that's one that he mentioned. That makes sense. Yeah. It looks really cool. It 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 kind of reminded me just from what I've seen of if you took Castlevania. But you kind of made it more, made the main character more cartoony in a way. Uh-huh. I, know, I don't know if it makes any sense, but I really want to play it. I looked this one up. Um, honestly, I looked it up on eBay to buy it because there's no way I'm going to find this out in the wild. Yeah. It was actually one of the Sega card games. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. I think it was both, but it definitely came out originally as a Sega card game. And uh, I'm, I'm going to try to get it because Warp Zone, I trust his opinion. Yeah. Unless he's trying to trick us. I don't think he would. I don't think so. Right, the, this is one that you have and we played Ghostbusters. Yeah, I really, I don't think we gave it great scores. We gave it average scores, but you, it's kind of one you kind of have to play. It is, and it's so much better than the NES version. Yeah, uh, Golden Axe came out for this. Oh yeah, which is another classic ports, arcade game. Yeah. Yep. Uh, now this is one. This is a series of games that I that we texted each other almost at the same time as we were discovering this. The Great Sports Series. Oh, <laughs> I watched a video of Great Basketball. Oh mercy! I have to play this game. <laughs> It reminded oh. me of that of the baseball game we played for Nintendo. We covered on the show. What was it called? Bad News Baseball. Yeah, just from just from the graphics. Yeah, it's what it reminded me of. These this series has a horrific reputation. But I want to play them really bad. <laughs> They're so cheap. Yeah, we should probably pick a few up just to experience, like review them all in one episode. Yeah, you have to, like we. That's yeah. I would help you pay for these because I want to play these really bad. They, they got to buy cheap because they have a terrible reputation. Yeah, Kung Fu Kid was another one that I had written down. Kung Fu Kid. Yeah, huh. it looked, looked really interesting. I'm going to look it up for you real quick, too. Uh, Kung Fu Kid. So type this in. If I can type I'm guessing this great. isn't based on okay, type today. Kung Fu, uh, the NES game. I forgot to write a note down next to this. That's why I'm kind of huh. Oh, yeah. It kind of looks you're just going through. It reminded me of Karate Kid in a way. 
Yeah. As you're just going through different levels, just beating up enemies, sort of. It reminds me of a game I played. I think I played the NES one called Legend of Kajay or Kajay, Cage, however you say it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It looks cool. It does look awesome. Really colorful. Yeah. Yeah, these graphics, I mean. That's one thing I did notice. Not. That's one thing I did notice. This system really put out, even if the games weren't good, they looked, they, most of them that I've seen looked really good. Right. Even the games that weren't the best, they tended to look a step above NES games. Yeah. The next one that I had was Michael Jackson's Moonwalker. Oh, man. <laughs> I think I've said this before. I'm so sad that I sold my Sega Genesis version of this. Um, I got it as a prank because I thought it was Michael Jordan. <laughs> and the guy laughed at me and he sold it to me. No, he gave it to me for yeah, free. He gave it to you for free because he felt bad yeah. for you. Yeah. And then I sold it later because I'm a dummy. Yeah, because I really want to play that one. Yeah. All right, Trevor. This one, have you heard of My Hero? I don't think I have. Okay. I want you. I wrote this down specifically specifically for the the box art. I'm going to bring it up to you. <laughs> oh my goodness! <laughs> that just about beats the foot from Black Belt. Tell, tell the audience what it is. So there is <laughs> a man with a terrible looking spiky mohawk, wincing in pain, I guess, and there's a badly drawn fist punching him, and his head's being knocked back. It's just that terrible North American box art. What were they thinking? I don't. I don't know. And I, the games look good. The game looks fun. I yeah. mean, it's pretty basic looking, but yeah. But you wouldn't be able to like. I just want that cover put on my wall. Just because. Wow. Looks so the, oh, the, here's a quote I should have mentioned. Uh, I can't remember if it was the chairman or who at Sega said, sort of trying to slam Nintendo a little bit. Yeah. They said the Master System is the first system where the games look as good as the box art. Because <laughs> you know Nintendo games never looked as good as the box yeah, art. Yeah, maybe he meant the Japanese ones, right? Because the the games look way better than this box yeah. art. <laughs> okay. uh, the next one is Outrun. It's a racing game. Oh yeah, it came out for that. I have that one. Uh, yeah. Another one that everybody knows is Paperboy. I have that one. It came out for that. Like I turned it's to page one of the more common ones I was yeah. able to get hold of. Uh, one I really want to play is called Penguin Land. Yeah, I've, I've heard good things about that one. Yeah, it looks really cool. Uh, okay, here's another one I'm gonna look up for you. And obviously, my love of wrestling means I have to play this. It's called Pro Wrestling. It's literally the name of it. I want to show Trevor the, the box art for it. There you go. Oh, That's my yes. most favorite. It's my favorite box art. It beats the other two for me. It does, yeah. It's a wrestler. It's a, Well, it's not even a full wrestler. You see, kind of, it's he's in the bottom corner. He's got a head in his arms like it's in a headlock. He's got a guy's head yeah. in his arm. And, oh, also, I forgot to mention, he himself does not have a head for some weird reason. I'm assuming it's... <laughs> It doesn't make any sense. Is it that guy's head that's in the headlock? I don't know. Why is his head not on his body? No one does. I actually read, and I didn't want to believe it, but I read from a kind of reputable source that there was only one guy in the marketing department during this time. And I want to say there must have only been one artist, and they said, do whatever you want to do. <laughs> and I use the word artist loosely. Yeah. You have to look up pro wrestling Sega Master System. Yeah. You'll see the amazing. cover. The, one of the first images you'll see will be the cover. Wow. And it is incredible. And the iconic uh, grid background there. All right, next one is, this one I just really want to play, called Psycho Fox. Yep. You've seen it? It looks like a really cool platformer. That, um, uh, that's probably the game I want the most. It's not cheap. Oh, is, I figured it would be. It's it probably the one I want the most. Because right it looks now. awesome, so I assumed it, it was does. expensive. Yeah. Okay. It like, looks so cool. It really does. I really want to play it pretty badly. Uh, RC Grand Prix looks really cool. Yeah. <laughs> There's another one I you picked some good ones. That's another one I really want to get hold of. Yeah. It looks sort of like RC Pro in a little that's bit. That's what reminded That's why I really want to play it. Yeah. That, just that from that. Uh, Rampage, which we played. Yeah. Uh, R-Type got, was on here. Oh, yeah. Which is one of like, the most iconic shooters of that kind. Right. And you just mentioned Rampage. I heard that a lot of ports weren't as good on the Master System, but Rampage is better than the NES version. Yeah. Um, 
while I was looking, Paperboy is better than the NES version. Ghostbusters is better than there were cases where the Master System version really was better. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think Nintendo just benefited from the fact that it sold more, so people put more work Usually into it. Usually would be, yeah. yeah. Uh, Shinobi was on the Sega Master System. I have that one. It's very cool. That's an iconic ninja game. Yeah. The first Shinobi game. Yeah. You've already mentioned Sonic the Hedgehog. They brought yeah. him out. He, he was technically a port. He's on here. Yeah. Uh, Spider-Man. There's a Spider-Man game. Really? I've not seen that one. Okay, we're going to look this up for you because this one looks amazing. Well, I was looking that up. Sonic 1 and 2 I would love to have because they are Sonic games I've never experienced. Oh, did you know that um, the Sega Game Gear Sonic games were basically Sonic 1 and 2 on the Master System? Oh, it was really? basically the same game, yeah. The box art for this was the best That game Spider-Man. looks good. Yeah, look how cool it looks. I just want to play it. It's probably not even that good, but I have to play it. Huh, let us know if you are a Master System fan, if you played Spider-Man. Uh, the next one is Strider came out on this one. Oh, you remember yeah. Strider, that character? Right, yeah. I have the Genesis version of that. Yeah. Uh, Super Tennis looks really huh. cool. I wonder if that's, that's not... I guess that's not part of the great sports series. No, it's so it actually, actually something different. I'm going to show you a screenshot of it because it really reminded me of the original Mario Tennis. Just how oh, looks. that looks good. I really want to play it. It looks awesome. Yeah. Uh, the box art's terrible again, but... Yeah. Okay, this next game. Speaking of box art, a lot of these I picked because I love the box art. <laughs> Ironically, I guess, but I just really love them. Have you heard of a game called Transbot? No. All right, well, here we go. T-R-A-N-S-B-O-T. There you go. What? There's your cover. It's... Oh, my goodness. <laughs> oh, here's another cover. I don't know which one's right. There's two different ones. But it's, the same, it's the same thing. Though. It's like a third grader tried to do a Transformer. Yeah. And they just, put his arms on backwards. Yeah, his arms are backwards. For some reason, he's got the... He's got his head looks like it's got the uh, Statue of Liberty's crowns on it. I don't, I don't, I don't get it. Apparently, it was called Nuclear Creature in Europe because that's a European box art. It looks yeah. like. That must be what wow, because in, in America we only got the corner there because that's how cool we were. That is fantastic. Yeah. Okay. Uh, any of these games, I encourage you to look at the box art. You can, <laughs> yes. you can Google search them and find them all. Uh, the next game call, is called that I want to bring up. It's called Vigilante. Have you seen this? I have seen that one. It this has a terrible one, cover, doesn't it? I don't know. No, not. the cover's actually fine, yeah. but the game looks like it'd be fun. It does look like a lot of fun. Uh, the one I really want to play, just from our love of westerns, is called Wanted. Huh. Have you seen this one? Uh, it, it's a western game, and I can't remember if it's a light gun game or not, but it looks really it looks cool. Like it look is. how cool it is. You know what? It might not be a light gun game. It might be like in the style of, was that Cabal? Yeah. For the NES? Where it's still kind of a shooter, but I don't know if you need a gun or not to use it. You might be able to just use the controller, but it looks cool. It looks that fun. That looks really good. All right, and then the last one I had was Wonder Boy. Yes. Yeah, that's a very, very iconic series for the Master System. Yeah. It, I think if uh, it's one of those games, just like I think Alex Kidd, where if you mention a second Master System, it's one that people kind of recognize if they know the system at all. And let me go and put my uh, feedback from Instagram. So shout out to those leaving us feedback. Yeah. Because I do believe this is another one that one of our fans mentioned. What, Wonder Boy? Right. Apparently there was a couple of them too. It wasn't just, wasn't just one. Right. So I I posted the the master system that I picked up and mentioned we were going to do a start doing some special episodes and stuff. And uh, Warp Zone Graphics, um, he said it's awesome. Enjoy it. He said to get Ghost House, Fantasy Star, Black Belt, and Kinsaden. Um, Kinsaden looks pretty cool. You might want to look it up. It's hard to spell though. I looked at all these games. I just picked okay. out some specific ones that stood out for me. For whatever reason. And already have Black Belt. I want to get Ghost House, and I want to get Fantasy Star because it's a very beloved RPG series. Yeah, I've heard of it. It's, I don't even like RPGs. It's quite pricey, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, and then Sega, sorry, Sega C Dondies. Sorry if I'm saying that wrong. On Instagram, he commented that the power base converter 
which is like a plug-in thing you can plug into your Genesis to play Master System games. Yeah. He said it was really convenient because the Master System itself is so long. It's the same size as his shoe. <laughs> yeah. I told him he must have a big shoe. It's a big foot. Yes. You got like a Shaq. You got a Shaq shoe. Just killing your shoe. And then uh, Michael Thompson, M-I-K Thompson82 on Instagram, he agreed that Fantasy Star is a must and Alex Kidd in Miracle World. Um, and apparently, at least in Australia where he resides, maybe that game was built into consoles. Because uh, he asked if it was built into mine. Well, crikey. And there's a few more. Sorry, there's a lot here. Uh, Warp Zone gave a lot of excellent information. And uh, Make sure you check out yeah. Warp Zone's uh, Instagram. He does a lot of awesome art, too. Right. By the way. Anyway, some good stuff there. I definitely want to check out the Wonder Boy series. So, Trevor, that's been our, our coverage of the Sega Master System. Any other notes you want to leave the people with before we get some plugs and get out of here? I'm just going to shout out a couple more games you didn't mention that All I right. want to check out. Go ahead. Basketball Nightmare. Did I don't think I saw one? this one. It is not supposedly the best game, but it's such a crazy idea. You need to look it up. I just like the name of it. <laughs> it's a basketball game where there's like nightmare monsters that you play against, like werewolves and stuff. The cover looks cool. And every time you do a dunk, there's a little cutscene. <laughs> so it's, it looks interesting. It looks like, it, um, it looks like uh, what's that one movie with the werewolf guy? Gosh, I'm blanking on Teen it. Wolf. Thank or, you. Yeah. I, can't I love that movie. I can't believe I blanked on the name. Uh, Fantasy Zone 1 and 2, which you kind of mentioned. Yeah. The Ninja... I actually ordered this one, i got to be honest, because it's not very expensive. It's uh, it's like an action game. I saw that one. It looks yeah. cool. Um, California Games was a game that I enjoyed on the NES. And the Master System version. I almost wrote that one down yeah. just because I remember it from the NES. And the Master System version looks a ton better. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much all the rest we mentioned. but I, Yeah, so just what do you think about the system? I mean, I know you don't have a lot of experience with it yet, and I don't either yet. But what do you think so far? When I was looking at all these games, there's a lot of them that I just really want to play. Yeah. yeah. Even if they're not good, I just want to try them. I I'm, I don't think the Master System can compete with the NES Library, but I think it's got way more than enough excellent games to be worth the time. I'm super excited to have one. It's kind of neat um, to me, too, to have a system to discover, even though they've been out forever, for us to discover the new yeah. the games. They'll be new to us. Th- that's Yeah, that just amazes me. All these Sega games that I never even heard of before. Yeah. Because like, cool. a lot of these have not been... They, when they came out, it's the last time anybody's seen them. Right. So, like you know, nowadays we get lucky that there's pretty much every generation, even the original Sonic games, get brought back. Like I can, I have Sonic One, Two, and Three on my Xbox Live. Right. I bring them back. Right. But you know, a lot of these games, like Basketball Nightmare, I've never even heard of this one. No, you're yeah. you're not going to play that on some compilation. Yeah. I don't think. <laughs> yeah, I don't think so. So that's kind of neat. So yeah. I, I like I really love this system. I'm liking mm-hmm. it a lot more and more. Yeah. I'm a humongous Genesis fan, so just from the history standpoint, I want to know more about the Sega Master System and how we get to the Genesis. I'm definitely excited to review more of the games in our episodes. Um, I think the system itself is super solid. I've played it a little bit. I'm very impressed. So, yeah. Good job, Sega. Um, I know <laughs> Good you, job, Sega. I know you, you on the back. I know you don't make consoles anymore, and I know that the I system... Which saddens me. It's really sad. It I mean, saddens I mean, me I mean the Genesis and the Dreamcast, two of my favorite systems ever. Absolutely, yeah. So... Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, that's been this episode of Retro Rewind, the very first one. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at johnnyism28. Listen to my other podcast uh, on iTunes and Stitcher, History Creeps and such. Trevor, where can they find uh, you, uh, this podcast, and uh, whatever else you want them to find? Well, you can find this podcast on Instagram by looking for Retro Blist, on Twitter at Retro Blist, on Facebook at Retro Blist. And also check out the network with a bunch of other cool podcasts. It's the Back Issues Comic Book Podcast Network. That's BICBP-radio.com. Leave us a five-star iTunes review and uh, have fun Sega mastering. I don't like that. 
that's beautiful. Thank so you. Uh, thanks, guys, for listening. Uh, tune in next time.